This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez? What do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got, got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing, but well, to myself. That goes without saying. But what yeah. dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, it's via participating restaurants only, 18 plus, rewards, registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. So see mcdonalds.com for full details. There's a team that we all love, playing out of person town. They've had a few promotions, but always end up going down. Play up, play up, for fail. Play up, play up, for fail. Welcome to the Ale and Bale podcast. It is Thursday the 16th of November. We are heading towards December and the fucking quadruple still on. We're still there. We're still fighting on all fronts. Man City can't say they are, but the mighty Vale are. Although, to be honest, I think the three cups are closer than the league at the moment. But hey, we're in them all. We're there. And I'm joined by Johnny. Johnny, how's it going? Yeah, I can finally take a treble and survive, survive. Hate that. Yeah, it wouldn't be too bad of a season, would it? No, although I'd only go two of the finals, but I'd still take a treble. Yeah, yeah. But, and then, do we get a double European tour if we win the FA on the U- league? Um, then how do we need them extra games? Just can we just have one? Yeah, let's just go for the one. Yeah, we'll just pass it down to the next team in the Premier League, can't we? We'll just pass our place off to like West Ham or something like that. Yeah, yeah, sounds a plan. And I'm joined by Yo Amigo. It's Tom Amos with his Mexican shirt on. I'm your Mexican Tash. And your Mexican Tash, your Vince McMahon Tash. Uh, it's funny you should say about the uh, about the quadruple. We're actually shorter odds to win the Carabao Cup than we are the league. <laughs> You're joking. No, we're 250 to 1 for the Carabao Cup with 501 to win the league. <laughs> Christ. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we, we've last odds in the Carabao Cup by some way. I think Middlesbrough 22 to 1, which is the lowest before us, and then we're 250 to 1. Wow. Um, but yeah, the uh, the league odds, I was quite surprised then. But yeah, so we're, but yeah the quadruple is on. Yeah. Let's go for it. Fuck it. Yeah. We've got we've got we've got a good month ahead of us, haven't we? So yeah. yeah, I can't see us losing this weekend. No, I think we'll be all right this weekend. I'm not sure we'll score, but I don't think we'll lose. 
Can't see he's going up the table like that. <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah, we'll get into it. It's a thing. So we'll have a little chat before we get into the review because there's only two of you give thoughts on the review. I did listen on the radio. I listened to Leggy and Simon Humphreys. So I listened to it, but obviously there was nowhere to watch it unless you were there. And I couldn't be there. And for those concerned listeners who've been messaging me, the skip is full. So no need to take your stuff to the skip. It's full and it's being picked up. And the house is empty, but thank you for all of your concerns. It's a shame yeah. I never managed to gain a carpet in there. You won't now. It is to the rim. And Simcox texts me to say, can I fit a toilet in there? No. You couldn't even fit the shit out the toilet in there. It's full. So, no Fuck chance. You know. She's taking the two, that is. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, not a chance. But, yeah, that's full. So, first, before we get into last night's game, we've had a message from founder of the show over in Canada. And he wants us to talk about, let me find how we worded it. Basically, I can't find how we worded it, but he worded it. Johnny, coming to you first. Is the cup runs masking the league form or papering over the cracks of what's happening in the league? No, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about what the miserable bastard wants us to talk about. Yeah. Um, of course it is. Of course it's papering over the cracks. Because we, have, we haven't, we've played one league game in between the two cup-like games. So <laughs> it's obviously papering over them. But if we'd won two games in the league, the same thing would have happened. The same... The pressure's relieved, isn't it? So I don't, I don't, I don't think. Like, I know we've probably overreacted after Cheltenham, but that was a bad performance. It, there, there was there was a couple of mitigating factors in terms of yes, we probably we played well in every game barring the Cheltenham game this season. I think, right. I think it's fair to say we've played well in patches of every game bar in the Cheltenham game this season. Yeah, but we 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 played uh, over the course of every game this season. I'd say we've played we've we've we played more minutes well than we have shit. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. I'd agree with you. There. I just think I don't want anyone think you're saying we've played well in all of the games for all of the ninety minutes because some of them have been a game of two halves, haven't they? Where we've played really well for one half and really bad for another half for me. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. That, 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 has, that, that's, that, that has happened. That happens at League 2. But I think... It happens in League 1 as well. Yeah, and League 1, yeah. Fuck, I've got League 2 already. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for, for me, I'm, I'm happy with Crosby. I'm not ecstatic. It's not perfect. We know that we spoke about recruitment at the start of the season. We were happy with it. You, you, we're now, you're now... I'm now... Not unhappy with it, but when ten players are missing for whatever reasons, you, you, you look at it and go, "Well, have we caused that? Have have we signed injury-prone players? Have we have we done X, Y, and Z?" And I think for a couple of them, you can turn around and say, "Yeah, you know what I mean." Grant, we know, was a risk, so we can turn around and say, "Yeah, we've done that, and we probably have left ourselves short there." So that's a that's that's on recruitment. You then look at Willow and you go, you get what you pay for almost. We 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 paid for we we paid for him to not be available for every game, shall we say? That's how we structured the contract because we know that. And what we haven't done there is we haven't we we haven't signed a striker on par as him because 
there isn't many of them about. And the two that we've replaced him with, well, well the three that we've replaced him with, Thomas, Young, Raw, and I don't know. I don't know why he isn't getting in, but I also don't think he'd be adding goals left, right and centre like we need. Ooch, getting better with, with the games that he's played, but again, don't think he's going to add the goals. Lofty, like, it's, it's some sort of thing. Some nice touches, but again, is he, is he going to add the goals? So it's something that's something we've got to address as well. So, so we're talking there, we need to address the wing-back situation and the striker situation in January. And Put, I'd, I'd probably put money on the fact that we're going to have space for at least a striker, possibly two, from January. So that's that's possible. Wing back wise is a little different because of the injuries and and such like. So overall, I I, I wouldn't say I was ecstatic with how things are going because I still I still want a league win sooner rather than later. But I'm also not heartbroken by it. I think the Burton game, considering that we had a lot of the first team out, was 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 quite was quite a positive one. So Crosby's got things going got things right. We've got an identity, we've got a philosophy now. We know how we want to play. We've just got to now improve three or four positions for me. So it's it, it's all right. It's probably I'd be saying it's a Five out of ten season at the minute. It's middle of the road. Yeah. Tom, anything to add? What are your views? Uh, I think Johnny's kind of hit the nail on the head for me there. I, w- I was probably a little bit bit quick off the mark for calling for him to be sacked after the Cheltenham game. I know a lot of people were, and I still understand that it is still nine league games without a win. Um, I think he's learning... As lo- along the way as well, um, because ultimately the book stops with him, with his decisions. I think sometimes during games, we've made tactical decisions that have cost us, cost us games. Not, you know, a lot of the time when you, you think to yourself, you think, oh fucking hell, like the Lincoln game, we've conceded in the last minute, and you're looking at which players, which players for like didn't perform, which players fell to shit after 60 minutes or whatnot. And sometimes you don't know, like, I get the impression that we were told to sit in. I think we tried to scab a one niller there. Um, and ultimately, you can try it all season if you want, but a few times it's going to cost you. Uh, people are going to nick them. How many games have we been where we've been winning one nil and people have missed a chance in the last minute and you kind of go, fucking hell, that could have been a different story. Um, so I think, you know, I think there's learning there. And, and, and he certainly, with the cup games, Grabbed himself back, I think, a little bit of time. Um, I had a little look fixture-wise, uh, and the next month and a half is a pretty big month and a half. I think we've got three or four teams around us, and then we've also got three or four teams who were towards the top end of the division. Mm. Um, you know, you've got your Wiggins. Uh, I think we've got Northampton in there as well, have we? We've got Shrewsbury. And then we've got obviously your your Derby's, your but Barnsley's, your Blackpool's. Yeah. Um so I think he's for me he's brought himself up to the new year. 
I think would be fair to say. I think it'd probably be unfair for, to not give him a crack at the whip at the quarterfinal. Um, with regards to, I think Johnny said at the start of what he, when he was saying, you know, we've only had one league game since Cheltenham in between the two cup games. Um, I'm certainly probably a happier person that we've won both cup games than if we'd have just beat Lincoln and gone out of both cups. Yeah, unless um, the Lincoln game, if you would have offered anyone a point beforehand, you would have snapped your hand off, wouldn't you? So Yeah, I think it was in the... I think it's difficult to say that, though, when you're three minutes from winning. Um, it, it, but in the same sense, we, we've been we've been on the other side of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, promotion season, for example, Tramier, we were three minutes from losing. We went to Drew. Then three days later, Rochdale, we were three minutes from winning. And we ended up drawing. So it swings and roundabouts in football. It happens, doesn't it? So, Oh, I understand it happens. I just think, you know, when you... It's all well and good saying we'd have snapped a hand off for a draw, but I think it's easy to say that before and after. But if you'd have asked me on 92 minutes, would you be happy with a draw here now? I'd have said, well, no, we're four minutes away. We need to keep it tight for four minutes. I only want three points now. Um. Which I appreciate, but I think, like you say, you, you've got to look back at it as ultimately it hasn't, it hasn't, it hasn't stepped us back. I don't think it's not stepped us back. I mean, it can't do confidence any good. Um, I was uh, d- d- the one thing from Tuesday night. I, I, I'm so glad that Lewis Cass had the opportunity to um, kind of redeem himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, I- you say you can't do confidence any good, but we went and beat Burton 2-0. And I know they weren't a good side, but... At all. No, but we we lost for a side worse than that last season in Accrington. Twice. Do you know what I mean? So, like, it's not it's, it's not out of the realms of possibility to, to not pick up that point. We didn't settle for a 1-0 last night. We, we pushed on again. And I think I think the big thing is that I don't think the Lincoln game not the confidence because we come out and we we looked like we were continuing what we started at Lincoln. We were confident we were playing playing good football and stuff like that. So I get what I get, I get it because, like you say, two minutes from the end, three three points, you should be you should be seeing it out. And I'm not ecstatic we didn't, but I'm I'm also not like. Going to sit there and go, oh, well, that 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 that's a, that's a season-defining moment, either. Oh no, and I was I wasn't I wasn't you know I didn't come home from the game absolutely raging that we'd thrown it away or anything like uh, that. It was, wait a minute, I was on your I coach. I don't think I was. I was also had, pissed. So you had about four arguments with people on the way home. Yeah, that wasn't to do with um, what's it though? That was. More to do fair with enough. yeah, fair enough. players. Fair enough. Um, yeah, but yeah, we won't no, get into that. No, we <laughs> well, I'll tell you where I am with it because I was probably the most vocal after Cheltenham that I wanted Crosby gone. Um, was it a knee-jerk reaction after one game? I stand by the fact no, because it was based on the run that we were on that day. We'd finally scored after nine hours and not scoring, and a few of the games before we played some not so good football in Cheltenham. We played some awful football. So at that point, I was very much, he's not the man for the job. We need a change. Since then, 
I'm more than happy with him. And for me, Lincoln, if we'd have been shit, gone 1-0 up against the run of play, then backs to the wall for 90 minutes and then conceded, I'd have been, oh, this isn't good. For me, we should have been out of sight by half-time. And I stand by the fact that had we played with 11 men all game, including them playing with 11 men for all games, so forget their red card, we'd have won that game of football. I think we just never reacted to that red card as a team. Now, whether that's the management or the players, you decide, I don't know. But I'm certainly not calling for Crosby's head. The, the football that we're playing at Lincoln, Portsmouth first half, second half was atrocious for me. But first half, we should have been out of sight. We're just waiting for it click in the final third. And how long can you wait for that? Let's see. But last night, we scored two goals for the first time since the 16th of May, 1974. So, you know, we're on a roll. That's two goals. So we're heading in the right direction. And that's without your all blaster, your divine. You know, that's putting Walters in there, who I'm sure we'll talk about when we get to him during the game, because we need to get him signed up on a 48-year contract now. Um, but yeah, for me, I was the most vocal saying Crosby out after Charlotte, but I was fuming. If you go back, listen to the podcast earlier, I was fuming. I don't want him out. I think he's doing a good job. We've got to give him time. He's a new manager. Yes, he's been the dugout for 17 years. He's a new manager. Still a relatively new squad, but I'm not buying that anymore now at the middle of November. For me, the squad's been together long enough now to know each other. We're getting better week by week for me. Divine's getting better week by week. Our blaster was great from the word go. Uchi's getting fitter week by week. Played 90 minutes on Tuesday. Yes, Tom, we'll get to the city. But by all accounts... I haven't said nothing. I haven't said nothing. We'll get to it. (laughs) But by all accounts, listening on radio, seeing the praise from... Burton's manager from the fans that were there sounds as though they had a real odd job keeping older Ooch. Okay, he didn't score. Sooner or later, he's got score and he's going to be judged on goals. But he's getting better as we go. Lewis Cass, yes, had a nightmare 20 minutes at Lincoln. He's getting better week by week. Big Deb Luke, some player, and they were raving about him on the radio. So, you know, there's a lot of positives for me. And Bloody injured now, though, isn't he? <laughs> well, he... he... He limped, he limped off, didn't he? But, yeah, but, uh... yeah he'll be fine. And then reports today from my scouts that were down near the club is that Dan Jones and the Yak were both on grass today on their own. So the players are off, but them two were there on grass training. Obviously, there's a difference between being on grass and making tackles and being on grass and light jogging. So yeah. I don't know what stage they're at. The players have got the weekend off and the back in Monday, I think. Yeah. But they were there today doing the fitness work, which says to me they're certainly heading in the right direction and can't be a million miles away. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be aiming for Jones to be back, Shrewsbury, and then probably Yak the week after. Yeah, which is that, that's, that's about timings wise, six straight weeks since both injuries, isn't it? So, yeah. And, and let's not forget, and again, I have give Crosby some stick. Let's not forget we've had a lot of injuries this season. Can you blame Crosby for that? I don't know. Is it too heavy of a preseason that ran him in the ground? Is it the we've just been unlucky? But let's be honest, sides that get promoted and finish in around the playoffs have a good run of form with injuries. Our promotion season under Mickey Adams, I think we barely had injuries that season. The promotion season under Clark, we had a spell with no strikers, but did okay for injuries. Injuries can influence it. Let's see when we've got a full squad back and let's go from there. I think something to add with the injuries as well, uh, and it's it's almost more and more since sports science has come into it. 
Mm. With every injury, somebody wants someone to blame. Yeah. And it's a bit of a weird, you know, at some point, your hamstring can just tear. Mm. It, you know, it, it might not be fuck all to do with what training you've done that week. You know, what stretches you've done before the game. It can happen. You know, these things can happen. They, they're not things that are, they haven't always got mitigating circumstances. No. I mean, the Mitch Clark one. Freak incident by the look of it, he landed for you and he's he's tackled with his with his wrong leg. Yeah. Um, and you can't, and, you know, and he's you just the lad's just run into his leg. At the end of the yeah. day, that's that's one of them things. Um yeah, but for some, someone that's been acting for so long, he should have drank some more milk, shouldn't he? So <laughs> but yeah, so I, I think we've <laughs> answered that one anyway. That joke. <laughs> but to, 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 Tom, the only thing I'd say about the injury side of it, what you've just what you've just said about people looking for people to blame, I I agree with you, half agree with you. What I don't, what I think you've got to look at is the fact that four or five of them have had calf injuries. Like, is is that just horrendous coincidence, or have the fact that Ryan Loftcombe warmed up, did something to his calf? As the yak's calf went when that went, and I'm sure someone else's calf went as well. It's you've got you've, you've got to be asking to be that that to be looked at, haven't you? Um, I, yeah, I yeah, I get what you're saying. I find I I do find it obviously. I think all the injuries were in the space of about two weeks of each other as well, which I do. I do kind of understand, um, but it's, it's always something that kind of it, it grinds me gears. And I'm not. This isn't me for one minute saying James Wilson isn't injury prone, um, but I find it hard to call him injury prone. Like the promotion season, he was out with a broken foot. Yeah. Um, the after the Sheffield Wednesday game. He was out with an impact injury. That's not being injury prone. That's someone absolutely ploughing through you and something just happening. You know, every, anyone can break their foot. Um, and, and then, obviously, I understand with, with, with muscular injuries, yeah, all right, fair enough, it happens. Um, but I could just, sorry. <laughs> Pez has just put me right off there. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, they just. I, I, I just think there's not there's not always someone to blame. Is my point. There's not there's not always, but I think when, sometimes there's questions to be asked. Yeah, when you see two or three players go with with it, obviously it's not the same injury because whilst it might be a tearing your calf, Yaks was when he was running, Wasps was when he was warming up. So the the two different time periods, you know what I mean? So, so it does but, it almost co- cause more towards coincidence then, doesn't it? Well, yeah, yeah, it could do. But I think you've you've also got to look at it and go, well, what's what's caused that? Has it has it been something we've been doing? Because Crosby did allude to the fact that they were going to look at the training schedule and, and stuff like that to see if, if they've done anything. So that's, that's obviously a positive that they're willing to look at what they're doing. But I do think that You've, I, I do think that you've got to, you, the club have got to look at it, which I'm sure they are looking at, the reason behind the injuries. You, you look at Dan Jones, for example, like 
Jones got injured, come back, serious illness, come back, pulled his arse muscle. And that's, is, is, is that because of the first injury sort of thing, why he's pulled his arse muscle, or is it just real bad luck? It's, it's them sort of things that the club will be looking at, isn't it? Yeah, the one thing with Jonesy, and when we found out that it, what he'd done, I mean, it reeks of. Have you ever watched him when he actually like does one of them crossfield balls? Yeah, like he genuinely looks like his legs about to come off, like yeah. he puts that much swing into his legs. So it's come no surprise that his ass is gone. <laughs> so is, is 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 that just one of them things? If you keep doing that, eventually. You know, it's almost like with a with a tricky winger. You know, the pitches are that firm nowadays. If you keep twisting in and out, twisting in and out, at some point, your foot's going to get stuck and you're going to tear your ACL because your knee's going to go one way and your foot's going to be the other because of how firm the pitches are and how you play almost impact the injuries you pick up. Well, yeah, because you, you do find that, obviously, your nippy players, their hamstrings seem to go hamstrings, more... Hamstrings, yeah. yeah. I was just about to say Michael Owen was going to be me. Yeah, well, I was about to say, how many times did John McCombs' hamstring pop, for example? Like, (laughs) never. Exactly, but... I imagine he had hamstrings like like leather. (laughs) But 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 that's it. Like, that's what I'm I'm getting at. It's like, sometimes it's caused by the sort of player you are, isn't it? Yeah. So, but I do think it's it's worth looking into and seeing if the stuff that can be done, but also don't fully rely on sports science. Cause I know we touched on the Tom Pett situation at the, at the weekend, the fact that he played 90 minutes and I don't think he would have at our club, but that's, I think that's something that, that are we too reliant on sports science because we're signing players who've had a history of injury or are we just trying to get the fittest players on the pitch as much as possible to to give us the best best chance of winning a game of football? It's are we also in a different situation to them? You know, if if Cheltenham had eight centre mids at the club, would he have played ninety minutes? Probably not. If they're really struggling for centre mids and you haven't really got a choice. You kind of have to, don't you? It's like almost, I don't know, if if you've got better or the similar standard of players. Tom Beth, for me, is probably still one of Cheltenham's better players. Oh, God, yeah. So it's almost you want to keep him on that pitch, whereas I think with a lot of our players who we're getting injured, Jakovet to your side, you know, you, you Conor Grant, your James Wilsons, um, people like that, there's still other players at the club who are capable of stepping in and either starting in front or coming on for them. So maybe we're not at that that stage where we need to play them for 90 minutes straight away. Possibly. Yeah. And over time, we'll tell what it'll do for Tom Pett. If Tom Pett breaks down in four weeks' time because he's played four 90 minutes on the bounce, yeah, and, and he's out for three, four in. weeks with a bloody calf injury, yeah. And Cheltenham are bottom of the league. I know it was a cup game, but bottom of the league, struggling for form. Only won two games this season, one being us. You know, they won't get as many. They won't start a good run somewhere, don't they? 
So you're looking for it, but yeah. Let's move on. Super Vale away, brought to you by Andy PVFC's Taxis. Give him a call. He might have taken your Burton on Tuesday, but he won't now because that's in the past and he can't time travel. But what he can do is he can get you to the airport on time if you ring him in advance. So give Andy PVFC's Taxis a call. Tell him Bezza sent you, he'll get a proper taxi. Tell him Johnny sent you, he'll get a fake taxi. And he'll get if you, you, if you ring you. him in advance, he'll get you there on time. Well, yeah, you can't ring him before you're supposed to be there, surely. Don't ring, ring him you. after you're supposed to be there. Well, that's what I alluded to. Didn't you listen to the full pitch? What? I said, <laughs> but I said, you said ring him in advance and he'll get you there on time. Yeah, because, said... I, because before that, I said, <laughs> if you wanted to get to Burton on Tuesday, he can't get you there now because he can't time travel. So that you're ringing him after the event then, so obviously I can't get you there on time. So it's all linked in if you listened. <laughs> Clean your fucking ears out. <laughs> Andy PBFC's taxis getting a call in advance. Fail be beaten. Get there on time. And if he can't, or your name's Jamie, he'll send you someone who can. Uh, finish Burton nail, Vale 2, goals. Now, clean your ears out for this. Goals on the 31st minute through Gavin Massey. And then on the 82nd minute through Lewis Cass. Redemption. So, Burton nil, Vale 2. The stats of the game say that Burton had 46% possession to Vale's 54. Seven shots for Burton to Vale's 13. Of which Vale at the target six times. Burton failed to at the target in the 90 minutes. Um... Anything else worth pointing out? Vale had nine corners to Burton's two. Burton committed 14 fouls to Vale's seven. They're dirty buggers. And two yellow cards both going Burton's way. So 2-0. I wasn't there. and only listened on radio, so I'm not going to really give any input because I can't. So it'll be you two giving the input. So, Johnny, I don't think you texted me before the game on this one. I didn't text you before the game. I realised that. I realised that. Then I was like, let's take my contacts after the event. No, because yeah. then that would be like someone ringing Andy, asking him to get him to Burton on Tuesday yeah. when it's already gone. So they'd have to ring him in advance, wouldn't they, Tom? Shut up. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. No, fair enough, Johnny. Just go with the marking for Crosby and the coaching staff. Look, I think it was an eight for, for him. I think like, when your hands are tied like, like they were... There's only there's only so so many variations of that starting eleven that could have happened, but the senior players that started all stepped up, did the job professionally and properly. The young the, the young lads that were involved brought something to the table, and Cass reacted in the way that you want to see a player react to being dropped after after making a fuck up. Do you know what I mean? So. You've got, you've got to praise that conversation behind closed doors because I can't imagine that's an easy conversation going, sorry, Lewis, Smith is back, um, but you've been dropped for a centre midfielder to play centre-half again. Like that, that doesn't come across to me as a, as a good, good, easy conversation to deliver and keep someone's spirits up, but he obviously has because the lad's come off the bench, defended well, and then got himself a goal. So... That's good man management, isn't it? So, yeah, overall, decent. Eight, eight out of ten, good. Um, and the players, importantly, the players, they don't let him down. Yeah. Tom, anything to add? Um, just, just uh, we actually looked like we had a bit more of a 
a plan going forward. You know, we knew where the little triangles were. We played some lovely stuff at times. Um, and yeah, just felt a bit more like we weren't getting into situations where we were looking up and we didn't know what we were doing with it. Um, so that was good. Yeah. There we go. And Tom, look after it, but I'm putting you in charge of Ref Watch tonight. As obviously I can't comment because I wasn't there. So RefWatch ooh, brought to you by repair-glasses.co.uk. If your glasses are broke, get yourself over there and they can repair them. I'm not sure if they can repair hearing aid, so Tom, you're knackered on that. But go on, RefWatch from Tuesday night. Johnny, you might have to help him looking at his face. Yeah, it is. I'll be honest. That is. I... Go on, what was that, Johnny? Sorry. So that's just your normal face, that is. Yeah. What, confused and... Yeah. Yeah, um, you know, I can't really remember anything that I thought he did wrong at all. Um, the liner gave Stockton offside for the goal. I haven't seen that back, so I don't know if he was off or not, because obviously it was the other end to us. Um, Steph, says, Steph says he was miles off. He was miles off, OK, but fair play, uh, just on the side, and fair play to Stockton, because that was a fucking bullet, Eddie. Um, but, um, yeah, other than that, there's not really a great deal, I could say. With regards to the referee, there was a couple of times when, obviously, you dispute decisions, but then when you stop and you look at him, you think, yeah, well, maybe. You know, it's six of one, half a dozen of the other, so it is what it is. Um, I thought the only thing I thought was maybe their number four could have gone in the book. Uh, certainly for his tackle on Sang in the second half. I think it was. Um, but yeah, other than that, so I'd probably say seven out of ten for the ref. Johnny, anything to add? No, I think I, I, look, look, the big thing is I didn't notice him. Um, like to like Tom's just alluded to, like so. If if that happens, you know something's you, you know he's done all right, don't you? Um, so yeah, decent decent ref. Um, I agree that. He probably should have booked Oshelarge for that tackle, but... Glad I yeah. let you say his name. Yeah, Oshelarge, it's fine. I can do it. Wasn't he the one that should have been booked in the league game at Vale and got away with kicking about eight players in a row? Yeah, and then he actually yeah. the, the captain booked him, the ref booked him in the FA Cup, and then he, he went missing. Yes, that's it. Yes, I do. Well, yeah, so he, that's, it, that's his job. Do you know what I mean? Like, he, he's basically the same as what we used to ask Griff to do. Like, you go around kicking everyone and let the footballers play football, but Burton forgot to put the footballers on and just let him kick everyone. Yeah. Fair so. enough. Right. That, the Sang one's the only one that he, he, he probably deserved the yellow for, but I think he got everything else spot on. The couple of yellows in the first half were, were spot on, so decent ref overall. Yeah. Good. That's what we like to hear. I'm moving through the players, Johnny. In goal, Super Connor Ripley. Um, six for Ripley. Didn't have a save make, as you as as you said, but tidied up well. He, he his kicking was 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 what we expect from him. His command of his area was good, um, and he does like bollocking players. And I, and I think I don't know if you've noticed it, Tom, because there were so little people there at times. Like it, 
when when Ripley was bulging people, it's proper echoing around. Yeah. So that that's good because he, he he sets he's setting such high standards, um, and that's what you want from your keeper. So yeah, solid six. Well done, Connor. You, you'll enjoy games like that more than more than not because you haven't had a save make. Yeah. Tom. Uh, yeah. Just uh, literally, uh, the only thing I've got to add is also just uh, Johnny alluded to him bollocking people there. There is also times when he will just step out of his goal and pull someone to one side and kind of say, hey, just keep an eye here. Because it doesn't always have to be a bollocking, do you know what I mean? It's not always that you've done something wrong. It's almost he can see more than you as a defender, um, which is good. It's not something we've had from a goalkeeper for years. Um and it only makes us stronger at the back, doesn't it? Um, and I've, I mean, it's probably taken, what, till now. But every time the ball goes back to him now, I'm relatively comfortable with him having it. You know, there's a couple of times it goes close, but I always know that he's probably going to kick through it hard enough that if it does ricochet off someone, it's probably not going to go in. Yeah, fair enough. And then... Moving through the sides, Tom, um, I'll go again. It's odd. I'll just go with the out of sky. I've got them. So, Jesse, yeah, I imagine. Formation here, but yeah. yeah go on, let's go big, Jess. Uh, yeah, decent game. Um, still really laid back. Uh, and I, that, that must be just the way he plays. Um, it was difficult to tell. I think it was the tackle he made where he got injured was a, a fantastic tackle, great recovery. Um but it was almost like in the in the two or three seconds before he made the tackle, it looked as though he was just a bit Yeah, don't worry about it, I'll get there in a minute. Kinda attitude and I don't know. Uh, but obviously he he knows his own pace and power. He knows where he can recover to. So um kinda gotta trust him with that. I'd like to see him maybe be a bit more of a threat in the opposition's box from corners. Um, but other than that, I thought he defended really well. Uh, he's comfortable on the ball. Um, there was a couple of times, especially first half, he got himself really quite high on the far hand, on the far right hand side. Um, so yeah, probably six for Jesse. Yeah, Tom. Johnny. Tom. Johnny. Okay, taking back to Tom. Um, yeah. yeah. Tom. Tom's pretty much summed it up. The, the one thing you have missed is that tackle in the first half that he made where it was like ricocheting around a little bit. And then you just saw this big telescopic leg come through about four people's legs and he just scoops it away. I think he's really good at that. He's he's, he's so good at timing. Like on toilet. Oh, you're on toilet. There you go then. But he's, he's so good at timing the tackle that you think, oh, he's past, past you here and he just gets his toe in the way and it, it's good. We've got... We've got such a calm defender on his hands there. He just now needs continued games, and hopefully the injury is not too serious. Um, and it was just more precautionary than anything. But the more games he plays, I think the better you're going to see a defender, and you will start seeing that confidence in him then to to go and get in get in the get in the opposition's box and cause a bit of damage. In Jesse's defence, there. We've got to put the ball in the box from a yeah. corner, falling to get on the end of them, because still a corner to, a corners were were dreadful. Um, 
on Tuesday, Tuesday night. Yeah, but it's that's something we really need to sort out because even Coleman went over to take one and that wasn't that, that that beat that beat the first man, but it also beat the last man. Whereas pretty much everyone of Sangs doesn't beat the first man, and now now we've even started getting short because Burton were allowing us the freedom of the the Pirelli. So. Fair enough. And Sky didn't have him down as right centre-half, but Sky got us as a 3-5-2, so we'll forget that. Um, moving across in the middle, Johnny, Funzo Ojo. Yeah. It's pretty much the same performance at Lincoln, really, from Funzo. Um, he swept up really well. He's comfortable, calm on the ball. He... he he had somebody though. That was the difference. Reese Walters really stepped into the free Funzo role, and we'll get we'll get on to Reese when we get to him. But Reese Walters really stepped into that. So Funzo always had a simple pass off, which then meant that at times we were kind of playing what what felt like a back four because Ripley was playing left centre off, Funzo was playing right centre off, and there was always a pass on. So he, he didn't really have many tackles to make. What what I will say is I don't think he lost the header all night. And for someone that's what five foot ten, he he's got some leap on him. So do I want to see Funzo playing there all season? No, not at all. But because I think we do lose a little bit in midfield with him there. But also if we were to see him there longer term, it's not it's not the end of the world either. And Maybe in 12 months' time, that's his position because he's getting older, isn't he? We have it. And Tom, we might lose something in the field there, but do we gain something at the back there? Um, we, we, we gain a sweeper, which I don't think we've kind of got in any other defenders, really. Uh, maybe Jonesy is, when he plays centrally, the closest thing as a sweeper that we have. But I, like Johnny said, he's caught, how calm he is and... Um, to be fair, fact, he, did, he did nearly cost us, didn't it? Was that when he was having a little dribble about? And, yeah, yeah, on the edge yeah. of the I mean, there is, you know, you put a midfielder anywhere and they, they believe in their own ability anyway, don't they? So I think that it, it, it's almost learning that, you know, if you lose it in midfield, there's, almost, there's normally four defenders behind you to help you out and a goalkeeper. Lose it as, a cent, as your last centre-half and there's a goalkeeper he was going to get you out of the shit and that's it. Um, it's it's very... Currently, it's very Brad Walker after the Carlisle game for me. Uh, where I'm over the moon with it. And after the Brad Walker experiment, I'm a little bit... Don't want it to continue much longer. Obviously, I understand that Funzo is a much better player than Brad Walker. Um, but I... I, I I do think we miss miss him in the middle of midfield, but you know I don't think I'd like him playing there against Derby. I don't think, but you know we'll have to see what options we've got when it comes to that. But yeah, solid game last night. Uh, I agree with whatever Mark Johnny gave him. I'd probably gone with it. I'd probably gone with a seven. Yeah, I, I I just feel like then giving one. I was giving him a seven. I thought he was, he was, he, he's just so so relaxed with the ball and just so good with it. That's the big thing. It's not just being relaxed with it. It's 
it's the fact it's such so good with it. So really happy with fun news, but we want to get him back in that middle of midfield. Obviously, I wasn't there Tuesday, but I saw him there on Saturday against Lincoln. What if I said to you, Funzo stays middle of the centre-half, which then allows Reese Walter to start in the midfield with Oli Arblasty? I'm not against that, but I also feel that... I also feel that you're talking now, not... When everyone's fit. Yeah, not... Because... If everyone's fit, probably Smith has to drop out if you're playing Funzo there. And I don't I don't know how that works. Mm. I think we but, need to remember that we still need our bread and butter of people who are going to throw their head in the shit. Yeah. And that, we can have all the nice players in the world, but I, I'll be honest, and as, as much as I love Funzo, I don't see him sticking his head in front of some fucker else on the near post just trying to get anything on it to stop it going in the back of the net. Yeah, fair. Um, also, also, maybe. one big thing with that, Reese is 17. Yes, he is brilliant, but we do not need to just get him on at every opportunity we've got. I think he's being handled really well at the minute. Yeah. What we do need is getting is con- contract. Yeah. That is what we need. But yeah, so yeah, we've done that one. Um, and then on the left of the backside, Tom Smudgy. Yeah. Um, to me, it's almost like he's had a little bit of a rocket the last few weeks with when he's on the ball. Uh, much, much quicker to give the ball to somebody else at the minute, um, which ultimately is making him look so much a better player because he's not standing there off, posed over the ball, asking people to come and get it off him. He, he knows where it's got to go and bang, it's going straight in there. And then it's almost like, this is going to sound horrible to Nath and I don't mean it to be like that. He's almost our caveman defender. It's almost like, right, Nath, give it to someone else and wait till the next time when you can edit or kick it or kick them or pinch them or grab them. Um, it's, it's, it's just what I've said about Griff just though, isn't it? Yeah. You, you you let you let Smithy defend and then let your footballers play football. And yeah. it, it's not that he can't, but he, he'll be the first one to hold his hands up to say that there's better footballers in there than him. I think sometimes the problem I think the problem is sometimes is if you see something say if Funzo comes running towards him and there's a man right up his arse. Because Nathan Smith wouldn't want that ball to receive that ball. Does it almost then go into your head of, I don't want to give that ball to Funzo there because he's got a man up his arse. Whereas when you're on Funzo's level, it's almost like, I don't care that he's there because he's behind me and I'm in between him and the ball. So I can keep that ball away from him, no problem. I think it's almost about learning which players can do that and, and... and then he's growing in confidence of who to give the ball to, I think, each week, Smithy. And it's making him look so much better. Um, again, there's probably four or five times every single game where he chucks himself in in front of something. I think there was a header second off. He chucked himself back stick and just got it out. Uh, I think there was a bit of a scramble first off. He got his toe to something. Um, a couple of balls across the straight across the face of goal that he kicked out. Um, 
and it was very much a smudge just being smudge game. Um, I'm going to have to give him a six because obviously it's the standard he set. So yeah, six for me. Yeah, Johnny. Yeah, I think I think on on what you were saying about him passing to players in a position. I think a lad that I played with on Sunday on, on Sundays used to say that if he's asking for the ball, pass it in. If he makes right. a mistake and doesn't control it somewhere ever, then that's on him. Yeah, I used to be exactly the same. I used to go ape shit if people didn't give it me when I've asked for it. Yeah, because they, they don't know what you're thinking. And the prime, the prime one I always used to use was a throw-in. If I've come for it, all I'm going to do is I'm going to step in and I'm going to let it roll across my body and I'm going to switch it. But the thrower doesn't know that you're going to do that, so they've got to learn to trust you just to throw it to you. Yeah, and uh, and I think I think that's just what Nate needs to do now. Learn that there's players around him that want the ball in stupid situations that you don't that you probably don't want to put your mate in, but. Our blaster, Ojo, Divine are all good enough to have the ball in them areas and 99 times out of 100 not lose it. But they are going to because, let's be fair, Ojo lost it in that sort of area against Burton in the home game and it caused Smithy to get sent off. Like, so they are going to, there is going to be the odd pass that goes astray. Of course, they're the League One footballers as well at the end of the day and and ultimately, international footballers, it happens to. Yeah. Because well, not every, not all the time is everything perfect, is it? No. And the, so, so that's, that's it. I think Smithy has got to learn that. But you, you're spot on about what he brought to it. He, he seems like the, the red card was a bit of a kick up the arse um, because he, see, he seemed quicker. He might just have needed a bit of, bit of, bit of a, just a, a bit of a breather, maybe. But... He, he, he did his job well. He, he he led by example as normal, and it's Nathan Smith in it. So I like say six six is perfect, um, and we kind of now hopefully have a few more options back for for the next for the next game. Yeah, fair enough. And then who was on the right? Because looking Lassie. at the island. Lassie. Massey, I was going to say, because looking at the highlights, it looked like Sang was on the left. There we go. Gavin Massey on the right. And it is you first, Tom. Johnny. Johnny. Yeah, come on. Stop playing FIFA. I don't know why. I don't Stop know why I mouthed that to you, realising I'm on the mic as well, and then said it. <laughs> Johnny. Yeah. Johnny. Johnny. <laughs> no, I'm not playing FIFA tonight. Oh, you're, you're not paying attention. you got the darts. Yeah. yeah. He's got the darts, um, and he's got his phone plugged, and he's slumped on the sofa. Yeah, and his gown. left leg's doing an awful lot of moving, which is worrying. <laughs> and he's always just raised his eyebrows at me. <laughs> oh, Johnny put me out of my misery talk about Gavin Massey. <laughs> Never thought yeah. I'd say that. I know. While, while, take, while taking goal, um, I actually missed it. So I, I've only seen, seen, seen it on the, on the replay. I, I, I've gone there a burger at that time. Yeah. Well, the game was the, the game didn't look like it was coming to life at that point. So, no. and food at Burton's lovely. So, it is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's not not as lovely as last night's food, Johnny. Well, yeah, that's true. But yeah. we'll, we'll get to that after. Eh? Yeah. 
that after. But yeah, Gav, yeah, like I say, well taken goal. Couple of times it was switched to him and he was in acres of space and he should have done a little bit better with it, but his first touch was was sublime. Um he just needs then get it out of his feet and deliver properly. And he just he looked like a lad that was a bit a bit out of sorts. Like maybe the fact that he's played in about four different positions and then doesn't seem to have been trusted while the wing back situations have been as it is and, and such like that. Maybe that's taken a bit of a toll on him. But he had a decent game. Um it was seven. It wasn't he went quite he had he had very quiet spells during both both halves and obviously defensively he doesn't really help you out, does he? So um it was okay. So yeah, seven seven for Massey like really really well taken goal, really clever to to follow follow it in, and he hit it with enough pace that the keeper couldn't save it. Yeah, yeah. Seeing the goal back took it really well. John Gavin Massey. Yeah, I uh, think Johnny's hit the nail on the head. Quiet spells during the game. Um, there was a couple of times in the first half where he got it in acres of space, and he he went to cross it, and it was almost like he kicked the floor on both occasions uh, because he just rolled across the box and their defender just kind of put his foot on was just and it was just it was it was really frustrating from the other end um because you couldn't quite see what was the reason why he hadn't why it was such a shit ball in um but then second off i think it may well have been just after we scored the second goal he took a touch out wide and he whipped a ball across the face of goal and it was beautiful and it was just screaming for someone to be on the end of it but we had there was I think I think the nearest player would have been Garrity on the edge of the box but it, it kind of went in between the six yard box and the penalty spot the keeper was rooted to his line a real good ball that you'd want a striker on the end of um, and I think if you said to any striker in the world what kind of cross do you want that um so yeah, you know, he, he did well. It's um, another game. He, he was, I was a bit worried. Was it going to be a bit like Wrexham? Brilliant, you know, decent first half. Go away a little bit in the second half. But no, he carried it on in the second half. He, um, he, there was still a couple of times, you know, bad touches and run it out of play, stuff like that. But his overall game was much better than what we've seen of him. So yeah, well done him. Yeah, fair enough. I'm moving across the middle. Let's go to the young man, Reese Walters. Mm. And it says you, Tom. Get our man on a contract. Make it eight years. Let's do a Chelsea. Um, now we've got to we've got to be looking at some sort of contract negotiations. I I would assume they are underway. I don't for one minute think we are that blase as a club that we're going to allow, allow him to be in the spotlight like he has been. Certainly this season, because I don't. I think everyone who he's played against has been a bit like, bloody hell, who's that kid in the middle? Um, and he was very good Tuesday night. And weirdly, I thought it was his worst game that I've seen him play. Um, because he's been that good mm. in all the other games. But almost Tuesday... 
he seemed like he was a little bit more of a matured footballer. He didn't need to go marauding past players and doing his spinny thing. I can't think what the actual name of the trick is. Um, Spinner Rooney. The idea of Spinner Rooney. Um, <laughs> um, but no, he, you know, he, it, he's, he's very good. There's one thing with Rooney which I've noticed. He's very good at when he receives a ball, if someone's running at him, his first touch is an instant change of the angle. Which all, it all straight away puts whoever's running at him on a, on on the wrong foot. So you can't pull out your chair. Then. No, no, no. I was almost <laughs> trying to yeah show you what what was happening. Um, but no, he instantly puts the opposition on their wrong foot. Then and it's you know you can't tackle him then. Or if he if he moves it far enough, he's past you. He's gone because he's powerful. He's he's, he's quick. That first five yards, he's ever so quick. Um, I did think. We were gonna we were gonna start talking about um, the Reese Walters ball. Now it's becoming apparent that he likes to play that ball in between the centre half and the fullback because he very nearly pulled another one off for Massey. But I think, I mean, I think it went through to Massey in the end, but it got slowed down quite a lot by either the centre half or the fullback just getting a little bit of a toe on it. Um, but yeah, uh, long may it continue. A, a seven for Reese. Yeah, Johnny. Yeah, look the young the young lads. The young the young lads phenomenal. Like Tom said earlier, that don't 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 think you've got to get him in and play him. I'd be playing him. I I think he's he's good enough. He's old enough. And oh no, that isn't that isn't me saying don't play him. That's me saying let's not. We haven't got to talk about him playing every single game. Yeah, I I, I think we have. I think what. What what I think because if you're asking Alfie do it's an Ollie, why not? Why not use one of his own instead? Or as well. But, do you know what I mean? Alf what what's is Ollie twelve months older than him? Six months older than him? Something like that. This is eighteen next week. Yeah. And when Ollie's what, eighteen now? I think so, yeah. So it's I get what you're saying because of, of what, what where he's coming from and stuff like that. You don't want a couple of bad games could ruin him. But also, I think I'd, I'd be more than happy to see him in, in that squad. I think what he does brilliantly is break ankles by just that turn of movement. He did he did it brilliantly against Burton, where like he looks like he's really out of control of the ball and. He looks like he's overstretching it, and he just jinks it the other way and pulls it. And that just literally nearly collapsed as he did it. And it was just, it, it was he's such quality, and he's another one that's always relaxed. He, he doesn't look, ever look like he's under pressure. He's, he's calm. He's, he's collected. He, he knows. He almost knows when to play football and when to get rid of it. And he, I thought he was really good. I thought he, he was really good again. Um, seven's more than fair. Um, and what what I just want to see from him a little bit more now is when he collects it. I want to see. I want to. I want to make sure that that next ball's spot on, and then he's moving and going and helping. Because sometimes he'll sit and watch his pass, and then that, that's it. He, he's concentrated on his job being maybe the holder of the the midfield, but. 
sometimes go and go go and join in, see what see what you can get because the strike that initiated the the miss, shall we say, was was a decent hit. So yeah, it was very good hit from what I saw yeah. on the highlights. Why why not see a bit more of that? Like. I'm not averse to see centre midfielder having a shot or two from 20 to 25 yards out. So, um, real positive, real positive performance though from him again. Um, I'd highlight Tom his Fleetwood appearance has been his worst appearance where where he got man of the match in the game and everyone was a bit confused by it. Um. I thought with but, the Fleetwood one, I thought he was the best player on the pitch first half. But then no, second half, he was non-existent. He thought he was the best player on the pitch first half against Fleetwood. I thought he was. Yeah, but yeah. Long time ago, though, so. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just think we've got an absolute quality player in it. Air to Funzo's throne, eventually. As long as we get him signed up to the contract. But yeah, love seeing more of him. I really was, and I'm with you, Johnny. If we can blood his own, and I'm not saying blood him in place of our blaster or divine, it's find a place for him. And the problem is, Funzo Ojo's up there as player of the season so far, so you're not dropping Funzo for him. So yeah, let's see what happens. But really excited to see more of Reese Walters, and I can't wait to see more of him. Um, next to him then was Ben Garrity. No, he wasn't. Uh, Tom Conlon then. Yeah. I tell you what, Sky's formation, let me tell you. This is why Sky have got Connor Ripley in goal. Right of the back three, Funzo Ojo with Smith in the middle and Deb on the left. They've got a midfield five of Tom Sang on the right, then Chislett, Conlon and Massey in the middle with Reese Walters on the left. And they've got Garrity and Uch up front. Yeah, that's, that's broken. Yeah. Con, Con so, yeah, was... so now you can understand why I'm getting thingy with not yeah. being there and only hearing on the radio. But just before you do tell me about Tom Conlon, I keep men- thinking I need to mention that and then forget by the time it gets back round to me. Tonight is the Content Awards at Anfield, which AB7's been nominated for and he's messaged me earlier and wished him good luck. So, good luck, Alfie, tonight. By the time this is out, hopefully we'll know how you've gone on. And also, Vale are there for the Club Awards. So, good luck to the Vale. And Oli Arblaster won't be there because England are playing, but has been nominated for one of the player awards. So good luck to all three tonight at Anfield for the contents awards. Johnny, Tom Conlon. And, and also good luck to her game too as well, because they're there. And I know yes. that our, our Vale representative, Sophie's there. Oh, is she? So, yeah. Good luck yeah. to her game too as well. She's got, she, she, she's there. So yeah, it's nice to have so many Vale-related people there, isn't there? Yeah, um, definitely. And I did have an invite, but unfortunately couldn't make it. So sorry, I couldn't make it. Yeah, but if people want to, people want to nominate us next year, then go for it. Yeah, go for it. We'll have an out of Tamfield. Might not be Tamfield next year. Who knows where it'll be? Get some no. booze on. No, we're not lucky to be down the fucking Brit. <laughs> yeah. It's a quick taxi, isn't it? True. But yeah, Tom oh. Conlon, Johnny. Alfie's won. Alfie's won, brilliant. Yeah, um, that's that weird, Doris. So yeah. Paul um, Vale have just tweeted, congratulations, Alfie. So that's oh, fantastic. Was, as we were talking about it, yeah, Alfie's yeah. won absolutely brilliant. Well, yeah. I, do you know what? I'm fucking glad they haven't taken his uh, taken his channel down now. Yeah. yeah, yeah Vail, shit, it? I tell you what, how spooky is that? Because 
I hadn't seen the tweet, but yeah, Vale have tweeted football content awards. You can follow them, and the best young content creator gold award goes to AB7. Lovely stuff. Yeah, so, so just said Shane's in bits, which oh, I can like, imagine. Uh, any any parent would be, wouldn't they? So yeah, we, we actually no fuck Alfie. Um, he, he told he told he told me on the way on the way Burton that the podcast boring. So. Because <laughs> he's alive and mate, and we're boring old men. <laughs> yeah, so so fuck him. No, um, he's, he's, he's <laughs> you have to take that back, mate. That's that's cruel. That <laughs> I, I, told, I told I told I told him he's um, I told him his videos were on the night when when he said when he said we were boring. I proper went twelve years old on him. I'll be honest, he did an interview with me at Portsmouth. I've never watched it back because I, I don't, I can't imagine what state I look like. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, the, the one, the one, the one he did of JMO and Goodwin at uh, Stevenage, where that was made a gif out of. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I bet it looked like it was outside Coral, didn't it, in Birmingham Square? <laughs> yeah, Alfie's just messaged me. Says it feels like a dream. So well done to him. Over yeah. the moon for him. Massive, well done, Alfie. Um, but yeah, back to Tom. Um, tell you what, that that performance was very good by Conlon. Very good. It's the first time in absolutely ages where he got the ball, he's had a touch, and he's moved it on. He hasn't had to have four, five, six touches. He hasn't. He hasn't looked. He didn't look under pressure. He didn't look. Stressed, he looked like he had full faith in Walters, Garrity, Chislett around him and stuff like that. And he looked like a player that could be an asset to us for the next half of the season. He, 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 I'm not saying that he's going to displace anyone, but you look at it and go, well, if Conlon comes off the bench and he's doing them sort of things, you'd, you'd be more than happy with it. He didn't shoot when he should have done, and he knew, he knew that, but. I still think he's working his way back to fitness. He played an absolutely delightful switch ball out to Gav Matty that was on that was on a sixpence, um, and he just looked like he just looked like he was comfortable in that too. So, you know, like very very good very good appearance. Seven out of ten, and my man of the match, Tom Conlon, was. Um, thought it was thought it was just refreshing to see him back. Look, looking like he was back playing with a smile on his face and a bit of bit of pressure taken off his shoulders, maybe. Yeah, nice to see, Tom. Yeah, uh, I wonder because I agree completely with Johnny on the pressure thing. I wonder how much take the taking the captaincy. We've seen it time and time again. Once it's been taken off you, it's almost like a bit of a weight off your shoulders. You can concentrate on playing your own game. You haven't got to worry about anybody else around you as such. Um, also, another thing, I think the formation with having two in front of him and one alongside him allows him to... He doesn't have to go stupid chasing. Like he, when we started the press before, sometimes with the three, we'd end up... You know, all three of our centre mids would be doing 40, 50 yard runs just to close the balls down. And we don't need to be doing that at the minute, especially from his position. Um, so, yeah, I thought he had a great game. I thought he was really good. Like Johnny said, he kept it simple. Um, 
the one in I, I know he had one in the first half where he should have shot and he didn't. But there was one in the second and it bounced up. And if you'd have pull, if you could pause live football in front of you, because I was almost where the ball bounced up, where Tom Conlon was and where this post was, was bang in line with me. And if you'd have paused it and said, anybody at the club running onto this with their left foot, who do you want? And it'd have been a fucking hard toss up between James Wilson and Tom Conlon. Um, and I, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's only is it his second game. Was right. Wrexham his first? He, be, he played what, 10 minutes at Lincoln, was it, if that? Yeah, and I think he, I think he was asked to do an un, a thankless task. Yeah, um, so, I, I, you know, maybe that comes with a little bit more confidence. Uh, he's had quite a lengthy layout, again, with injury this season. Um, so, you know, just move him in and I'd love to see him just just pull that trigger. Because we know we've seen him. We've seen he can score from the edge of the box. No either. Um so yeah, but but brilliant. Great to see Tom. Um the old right foot issue still raise its head, but he seems to certainly Tuesday night he found a way that it it wasn't detrimental. He played quick enough that you wouldn't have noticed either way. I think I think that's I think that's spot on. I think because he was only having a touch and then passing it on, it's not that much of an issue. I think when it becomes an issue is when you have four or five touches and you you bottlenecking yourself into a corner, which is what he was doing a lot last yeah. season. Um, what I will say is about that shot that you're talking about. He didn't shoot and then he passed it out to play, didn't he? And I think that was him just being a bit fuming. Like yeah. about thinking you straight away he should have hit it. And then but, he, as soon, but as soon as he had a touch, he couldn't then because he was closed down. It had to be hit first time. Yeah. So but yeah. All good with, with Tom. It was a really, really impressive performance. So um it gives it again, it's another one that gives a bit of food for thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. And on the left, Tom Sang. Uh, Sangi was my man of the match. Sangi... Radio Sangi's praises very well. Sangi I'll be left. honest, he is fast becoming one of my favourite players. Um, he looks confident. He's aggressive. Um, he he won't. He doesn't shake out of things. He he's getting more and more confident going forward. I think he knows what's expected of him now when it. He gets down the line. Obviously, it's a little bit more difficult for him on the left-hand side this time. Um, but I thought he did really well at left left wing back. Um, I think he did as well there as, you know, Mitch would have probably done there. Um, he just hasn't got that marauding pace to go past people, has he? Um, but he's got the strength to hold people off. Uh, and game by game, he is getting better and better and better. Um, so yeah, long may it continue. That's all I've got to say on that. Long may it continue. I know his corners sometimes are leaving a little bit um, to be desired. Again, does it go? You know, we went back to it at Lincoln with Lofty winning the flick-ons and nobody running after it. Does it kind of 
not register in someone's head. All right, I'm going to gamble on that front stick. You know, I'm going to get in between that first man and the ball. Um, I get what you. Yeah. I get. I get what you're saying with that. But if we spent all week putting it on the penalty spot, and then we get to Saturday or Tuesday, and we're hitting the first man. I don't, I don't know how much you can gamble on it. Like, I'll be honest, if we're going into a Saturday and we've got one fucking corner routine, then we deserve to not score from corners. Well, fair, but I think you can't just, that. you can't just kick it. It's not Sunday league. You can't just kick it to the penalty spot and let, you know, you've got to have somebody gambling front stick, somebody gambling back stick, probably somebody gambling behind the man gambling back stick, and then your main lads hit the six yard box. Don't you know? Someone on the keeper. But it still should be someone front post capable just helping the ball on or just flicking it. Look at Wilson's goal against Charlton. All you've yeah. got to do is just help it on and, you know, you don't know where it's going to go. Yeah, so for I, us to I, not put anybody near the front post, which we haven't, because every time we hit that first man, he's headed it out on a post. Yeah, I think Wilson won at Charlton was an in-swing. He was a, it, yeah, it was a free kick. Angle. Different angle, but I get the concept. And I take umbrage with if we've only got one routine, because I've seen at least two this season. One has hit the man on the first post, and one has put it into the goalie's arm. So we've got at least two. <laughs> you weren't there, so shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, um, my man of the match. And, I mean, he, he's my man of the match with a seven. Yeah. But for me, yeah, man of the match. Yeah, and does it give you an option if him and Plan could go on the left and let's have a look at Plenty on the right and a more natural side for him? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would say he probably looks more at home on the left than Planty does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he actually gets he gets forward and I think he, I think the problem I think the problem with Planty is once he comes back onto that right foot, he hasn't really. This is going to sound harsh on Planty, and I don't mean it that way, but he's not he's not the biggest of lads. Mm. So if when he pulls it onto his right foot, if that fullback just goes straight at him, Planty gets knocked off the ball. Yeah. Whereas with Sangi, he can almost turn his back straight on the fullback and he's got that strength to hold it off. And he's also got that, that knowledge and the technique to... He only needs half a yard, which he showed on Tuesday night. Once he gets half a yard, that ball's delivered. Where yeah. it's delivered is a different story, but it's delivered. And obviously I wasn't there. At any point, did Sangi put one on with his left foot? Had he got a left foot? Can you remember? Um, I think every time he went down that side, I think he was normally like it was almost like a counter-attack more than anything. With you. So I think coming back on his right helped us to almost get more men in the box then for everyone to catch up. So he kind of did as a favour. I think uh, Johnny might know better if he put one in with his left or not. Yeah, I can't, I, can't, I can't remember him putting, uh, putting anything like amazing in with his left if he if he did. Um, but what I will say is that he looks like he's got a great relationship with Chislett. Yeah. Um, yeah. Him and Chislett were were making two points of the triangle quite quite regularly there, and and that was helping because Sang was then laying it into him and then going wide, and Smithy and Denkelman kind of add a bit to it as well to to just give that extra person. Um, 
And I just think he was really positive. Every time he got the ball, he was looking going forward. He was comfortable with the ball. He was energetic. Like Tom, you just said, he was strong. What really impressing is, has been impressing me about Sang at the minute is that you get 90 minutes at the same level from him. Mm. And I think it's really important. Um, best to answer your question, yes, I think it does open a chance to see plenty on the right. But I think it's also... I think it also says it's something for Planty to watch and say, look, these are these are the little bits you need to do to to improve as well. Because Sang's come on leaps and bounds in what four weeks? Yes, he has. Um, and it's the, the, there's a lot of a lot of the stuff he does is really simple. Like going forward, he doesn't he doesn't try a killer pass too often. He doesn't try an Hollywood ball. He get like. Tom, you, you said he gets the ball out of his feet, whips it into the box in that position. What, what, what he has, what he has done really well at recently, defensive positioning is is been loads better. We were all a bit concerned at the start at the start of the season about his defensive positioning, but that's that's loads better now. And it just seems to be, it seems to have grown into it. And it's his first season as a professional, really. I know he had half a season in and out on loan and at Cardiff, but it's his first season playing week in, week out as a professional. So he, he's he's on a similar basis to Planty in that matter. And you just see how he's coming on and, and whatnot, and you think we've actually got a very good player on his hands there once he's in his position. But Wattie keeps playing like that in his secondary or even third position at left wing back. You've got to, you've got to ask yourself a question because at this moment I don't think that any of our other wing backs that are out injured have shown the, anywhere near the level that Sang's playing at at the minute. So yeah, it's good seven. Um, see why Tom's going to be man of the match, but I think Conlon just caught my eye a little bit more. Um, maybe that's just because of what performances last season that it was nice to see him put in it. In a, in a solid performance, but yeah, really happy with Sang and just wanting to sort out his fucking corners. Frustrating. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. And moving on, just before we do, big shout out to Game Two have also won their category. So well done to Sophie and everyone at her Game Two. Brilliant um, stuff. Now let's say for the actor. Actor, even the quadruple, as we keep talking about. Oh, that 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 that'd be um that'd be a turn up for the books, wouldn't it? Good, won't it? The quadruples aren't. Don't let us down, Vale and Ollie. Uh, Johnny, moving on next. The best on earth, Ben Garrity. Yeah, there's not much you can say other than it was a Ben Garrity performance. Started the press while linking, linking up with Uch and Chizzy while helping out backwards where needed and just Ben Garrity. Um, Easy. He, he, he does what he, he, he does what he does, and you kind of know what you're getting from him. The, the fact that he's infectious and in his work rate um, is great. And what I do love about him is he didn't look happy at the at, at full time. So I don't know. I don't know if like he, he feels he should have done better or he should have done something differently at some point. But he wasn't he wasn't ecstatic at full time. So I love the fact that he's just a winner, um, and he doesn't. He, he doesn't see. He doesn't seem to accept anything but 
perfection from his point of view. But yeah, Ben, decent, did, did his job well. Needs needs chip in with a few assists here and there um, from that role. But that's been picky. Um, but yeah, de- decent performance, six for me. But what Ben does, it's what, it's what else he brings to the team, isn't it? Yeah. Tom? Yeah. I, like Johnny said, he... he um... He quietly went about his business for me Tuesday night. Uh, he wasn't a standout, but he wasn't he wasn't poor. He uh, he worked really hard. He got on the ball. He kept the ball moving. Um, he, he you know he didn't allow them any time on the ball. Um, I think he probably wasn't in advanced positions enough, um, which is maybe one of the reasons why he was annoyed with himself. Um, he loves a goal against Burton as well, so maybe that was why he was pissed off at the end because I don't think he's played against Burton and not scored yet in the Vale shirt. Um, so could have been that. Yeah, could have been because I think I think he has scored in. Oh no, obviously the home leg. So the FA this FA Cup leg, but other than that, I think every league game he's played against Burton, he's scored against. I think. There we go. Yeah, Ben likes Burton. He does. Uh, Tom, talk to me about Jesse. Um, so first off, I thought he was a little bit quiet, but you know there was flashes. There was there was bits here, bits there. Um, I I like the thing I like about when Chessy plays. In that in that role, yeah, uh, fucking Alves, you get me halfway through the bloody sentence again. Um, the thing I like about Chizzy in that role is he is more than capable of pulling wide. Um, I think he played wide for Wimbledon. I think he played wide of a front three, did he? Um, yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when he pulls wide, he almost creates a lot more space for different players. Um, but also he's comfortable on the ball out there. Um, so first off, I'd have probably gone a six. Then second off, he definitely stepped it up a little bit. He started, and I don't know whether it was a plan that he was going to stay wide first off, because second off, then he almost dipped into that space in between, created a little square between their right back, their right mid, their centre mid and centre back, and he sat in that square there, and he got so much joy out of it second off. Um Again, another one had the ball on the edge of the box and was caught between whether to slide it through or whether to have a shot. Um, I think he slid it through, but I can't really remember what happened after. Um, but, you know, it's he's, he's another one who... He's had a bit of a dip in form, I'd say, probably the last five, six weeks. Um, but he certainly looks like he's getting back up to speed again now. He's getting... He's, he's not... He almost doesn't touch the ball when he receives it. He lets it run across his body, and then he is straight staring down the barrel, running running at defenders. Um, and it's great to see. And I, I really like Chessie. Um And I think the more and more game time he gets, the better and better he gets. Um, so, yeah, I, I, overall, I'd give him a seven. Yeah. Johnny? Yeah, I think like like Tom said, there's there's a few flashes of brilliance and a few bits that weren't. Um, 
But overall, decent performance from him. I just wish he'd pull the trigger again. Because, like, start of the season, he was, he was hitting him and pulling the trigger and, like, creating a bit more for the team and stuff like that. But the, the way he linked up with Sang, like, like I mentioned earlier, was really good. And there was just a lot of positives from, from it going forward. We just need to shoot more, and that's the big thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be going a six for Chizzy. I don't think it was as good as what, what Tom was saying, but... He, he definitely added to it, and him and Ben were work rate was was top notch, and that's the thing. I think he worked just as hard as Garrity did getting backwards and getting and making a midfield three sometimes, like we've seen Divine do. So, all positive. Yeah, and last but not least, Johnny, the Mike Badley newsletter man of the match given to by the readers with fifty five percent, the Gooch. You can't give someone one of the match that misses from three three centimeters, like that. That's his bread and butter. Like, look, he was decent. Like, he he caused he caused havoc. He puts his body about and see a lot of the time he's not very under control, and that that's what causes the havoc. But he's big, he's strong, he gets himself there. He, he did well. Um, his shot was was decent. That caused the the massive one. It's it stung the keeper's palms. He just the 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 one negative with Hooch, and it's always going to be, is that he, playing one up front, he's not going to get you the goals. So we need someone next to him that's going to score score you the goals. And because we're not playing like that, we need to get others into the box. Massey did it brilliantly by getting in and following in on it, but. We need to do that a little bit more, and he needs to pull the trigger a bit more. Um, so yeah, it was it was good. It was he did he did a good foil, but it's still it's still far off what we need from a striker. Um, so six six out of ten performance, it, it's good enough. But you'll you'll also see that performance five or six other times, and it won't be good enough because it's not bringing other people into it as well. So. Um, against Burton, it was good enough. Yeah, your mate Dino said he was unplayable, Johnny. Yeah, but Dino knows about as much about football as I as, as I know about fine dining. So there we go, Tom. See, you've got a black eye from fighting for Uchi's shirt when he threw it into the stand. What did you make of his performance? <laughs> he fucking nearly missed the stand. <laughs> he nearly got stuck. <laughs> He was under the roof and it nearly went on the roof. <laughs> uh, right. Johnny has properly just stolen me thunder um, because he was good. He was good in a sense. Now, the the miss, I have fucking no idea how he's put it wide. I mean, I actually thought he was further to the other side of the goal and he managed to still get it across the other side and, and pass the post. But, right, forget that. Right, that's gone. Um, putting himself about, right, we, we seem to play a lot more. So earlier when I spoke about the way we played going forward, we played so much better to Ooch. Um, we played into his feet. We weren't putting it up round his neck. Um, you know... The, the one thing you're going to get with Ooch that is 
a bit of a downside, but it is probably the case with a lot of I see a lot of League Two strikers and a few League One strikers is sixty percent of the time when the ball goes to him, he's gonna do all right with it. Forty percent of the time, miscontrol or his head will be looking somewhere else and he'll step out he'll go under his foot or something like that. That is the frustrating thing. He needs to tighten that up a little bit. There was probably three or four times on Tuesday night where he it just kind of bounced off him and got away from him. But he also did very, very, very well. Uh, particularly the second half with when he ran the corners. He realised sometimes that he got four to five men around him. Fuck trying to find Gavin Massey or Reese Walters. Just kick it at him. Get a corner. And that's what he did. He went for the simple safe option. I'm just going to flick it at you and we'll get this corner. Um, it's difficult for a man of his size with the way we play that if he comes short to Gavin Massey to receive the ball and all of a sudden Gavin Massey goes to uh, Jesse Deborah. Jesse Deborah goes to uh, Smithy. Smithy then goes to Sangi. It's quite difficult then for Uts. Then he's going to make his way back across the other side of the pitch to show for Sangi, which is where sometimes we need to pick and choose when he goes in and when he doesn't. Um, you know, he was he was a handful, but a, again, he never really looked like scoring. Yeah, the 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 one before Massey's uh, goal, he hit it with some fucking power, but it it was it was it was just struck towards to, uh, towards goal. That is fine. That is fine. You know, he, the angle wasn't great. I think, I think he stepped over a gate as well with that step over, didn't he? It was a bloody massive step over. Fair play. Um, <laughs> and, and there was one other thing I was going to mention. I think uh, Ben Grocott put the video on and it was him, him running with the ball. And I am going to give him 100% kudos for holding off probably half of the Burton team at the same time as he was running with the ball. But it just reminded me of when you give a dog a balloon and they bounce it up in the air and they go chasing it and then they bounce it again and it just kept bouncing around. Um, but ultimately he got it under. So I'm not going to, you know, it was it was a step in the right direction. But for me, it isn't the, we're not there yet by any stretch of the imagination. So, you know, great building block. But he's got to go and do that now at Shrewsbury. That needs to become the very minimum yep. of his game. So, yeah, uh, fair play to him. I'd, I'd give him a seven. But yep. I, I, I do agree that the, the mess was horrendous, so that might bring it down to a six. Yeah, I think, I, I think the positives for Lucha is, like, if you listen to his interview after, he's touched on the, the best is yet to come forth from him. So let's let's He's see. a salesman. Yeah, well yeah, <laughs> let's see. Because if, if you're putting if you're putting that out there that the best is yet to come, you're putting some pressure on yourself, aren't you? So let's see. Let, let's let's see him deliver now. Well um, just just without this isn't me fucking picking because people don't we'll get one thing straight that I don't dislike the bloke. I like him. I just don't 
rate him. Right? There's there's two different things. I don't dislike the man. But and this isn't me trying to put things into an agenda. This is this is completely like we have done with Crosby, like we have done with other players before. Um, like people are going to set exactly the same standards for Ryan Loft, who special mention, you know, he had four touches again the other night and created two chances and one fantastic defensive edit. Um, but how many games becomes too many games for a striker not scoring before you think, ooh, what do we do here? I think you've got to be looking at strikes in five or six without a goal. You've got to you've got to be asking questions. Essentially, if you want ten goals from a striker, you need him scoring every four and a half, don't you? Yeah. So that's 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 why I'd be saying five or six then becomes a bit of a oh we've got a bit of an issue there. Um, I'll that give, was his first ninety minutes though. So. Yeah, I was just about to say that. I'd give Uch a bit of a benefit on that, that the fact is I don't think he's played five full games yet in total. Um, but yeah, you there were, there, were, there was improvements. Like look, he got into a scoring position a couple of times against Burton. So there's improvements. He, he just now got it at the back of the net and then then we see where it goes and we build from it. So I think it's I think it's difficult to give a striker five full games when they're not scoring, aren't they? Because if they haven't scored in if they haven't scored in three and you you're nil nil on your third game in a row, you're almost you've got to be looking at somebody else on sixty minutes, aren't you, and saying, right, well, I've got to give him half an hour now. So it almost becomes a, a thing with a striker that you can't hit. you set yourself a target if you've got to go out and score in the first half at some point. Mm. Yeah, I think I think I think what you've got to ask yourself is it's not just scoring, is it all the time? It's like what are you bringing to the table? And Luckily, you bring something to the table most games. It's but it's it's going it's going to be nothing up. Eventually, you, people are going to want the striker to be scoring goals, aren't they? Yeah, so. I think there was there was there was like I, and and this isn't I'm not comparing before anybody jumps on. Um, so when Lofty came off the bench, didn't he Tuesday? And the yeah. first thing that happened was a ball was played up to him. He pinned his defender. And one touch, he just laid it in the in the root of James Plant, and Planty ran onto it and was running at their centre half, almost. I think he was one on one, wasn't he, with him? Um, and I think yeah. sometimes that's. Go on, sorry. Too nice on that one because he tried. He, he loft pinned his man, played it off to Plant, didn't he? And then yeah. Planty tried and loft rather than having a shot. No, no, that was the second one. Second one. That was the second one where where Lofty turned his man and ran, giving uh, Planty yeah. and Planty tried to chip it back. Um, yeah. No, the one I was talking, but the but the main point of it is was Lofty pinned him and did it on one touch, bang. And with Ooch, I think it might have he might have had to have two or three touches to get it. But then what I will also say on the side of that is Ooch is far more. Off in front of his man, pinning his man, than Loft is currently. Mm. So we're we're stuck between. If we could put them both together, we'd have a bloody good strike. I mean, we still wouldn't have one that scores goals, but <laughs> we'd have we'd have the perfect back to goal 
we'd have, we'd, have, we'd have a target man, is what you Yeah, saying. we'd have the perfect back to goal target man. Uh, um, and I just, yeah, I'm, there's, there's, there's things that we're going to probably see more of both of them over the next um, three or four weeks. And the, also, what you've got to think is they're going to have to, someone's going to have to click with them because they're going to have James Wilson breathing down the neck again in three, three or two or three weeks' time, I think. You know, Josh Thomas is Josh Thomas is there. I know he's um, got himself sent off tonight, hasn't he? Um, Harsh red card, though, for me, that. It catches the keeper's face, though, doesn't he, with his knee? I think it looks like he's pulled out. It does look like a bit of an accident, but... Uh, I think it's an accident, but I can see why the ref sent him. Yeah, um, but anyway, but Josh, you know, Josh has probably got to be frustrated, but, again... Still no goals in the league. Josh has scored all these goals apart from the first cup game against lower league opposition. Um, but he hasn't had a great deal of game time. So, no, you know, that's one thing to hold off on there. But this is one. I've said my piece on the front, on, on the forward line now. And I think everyone is probably bored and sick to death of it being brought up. So what we've got to do now is we've got to give it a few weeks now that they're getting up to speed, and we've just got to see how it pans out, and then revisit it middle of December. You know, when you start narrowing down, then you're saying, right, we've got to get through these fucking next six games because then we, you know, we want a striker in here on January the second. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And that was last night's cup win against Burton. So we move on to Stevenage on the second of December. Uh, another nice visit down there. For those that are making the trip. Oh, well, Steve Evans might not be their manager by then, won't he? No. He's uh, heavily linked with the Rotherham job. Yeah. Which I didn't know until I was driving home today, because Phil Bowers mentioned it, that Scott Brown is in caretaker charge of Rotherham. Uh, I read that in Mark Bagley's newsletter, yeah. So, yeah. And I like how you would use the word heavily with Steve Evans. Good pun there, Tom. Well, everything's heavy about that fucker, isn't it? Yeah. There we go. So that's on that. Johnny, final words. Um, big shout out to Cass again. Um, proper strikers finish. And it, to bounce back from Saturday, it's really positive. Um, I think Crosby's done himself no no arm either. So I say what what a lot of good stuff to build on. We just now need to. Build on it is the big thing. Like we now have got probably two or three days off for the lads, um, which I'm fine with. It's not. I don't think we need them in training. Sort of these next couple of days because we're we're then like back to Saturday, Thursday, Saturday, Tuesdays. Are we like pretty much? Pretty much, yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I think you, you look at you look at that side of it. Um, so yeah, th- there's a lot th- there's a lot of stuff going on in that sense, and we we are in a positive place. We're we're, we're looking at building. I know that until we get points on the board, we're we're, we're all going to be a bit a bit nervous still, which is which is fine. And yeah, that, that is, we're into the second round. Good, good chance to get into the next round as well. And um, they're in our league. We drew through their nil-nil once this season. 
So it's a good chance for for get some more cash in the coffers. Um, and then who knows where we end up. Yeah, who knows. Tom? Uh, no, the Johnny's hit the nail on the head. Um, let's, you know, use use the next few weeks to pick ourselves up and dust ourselves off. Uh, let's hope that the past month and a half or so was the bad bit of the season. Um, yeah. And let's get, you know, let's get Shrewsbury sold out. Let's get medals for tickets bought if we can. Um, I appreciate that everyone can't afford everything all the time, but yeah, if you can get there, do so. Let's let's uh, let's just keep keep going. Let's you know make this last month of the year the best month of the year, like through November and December, and then uh, yeah, we have a refresh and go to Carlisle on New Year's Day then, don't we? So yeah, just keep 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 going as we're going. We'll be all right. Yeah. And I agree. And that's me signing off for myself for about a week and a half now because I will be this time next week ready to go away. Um, Podcast will still be on next weekend. Me and Johnny aren't here, so it's over to Tom, Andy, and Steve to steal the ship. It's going to be a fucking shit show. And I look forward to listening to it. But there might be a bit of video. We look forward to watching it, not listening to it. Yeah, I look forward to watching it. I'm going to have to uh, make sure. The room's tidy and that one, Yeah. <laughs> Rumour has it that Andy PBFC may be helping with the video with one of his fake taxis. <laughs> I ain't shagging Steve or Andy. <laughs> no, from what I heard, to be fair, you were the one being shagged. Oh, I don't know about that. Well, after, after them Pink Lion King dramas last night. Yeah. We don't talk about them Pink Lion King dramas. <laughs> They're not my Pink Lion King dramas before anybody jumps on. <laughs> yeah. We knocked on the house, Tom opened the door singing, I'm going to be a mighty king, so enemies beware. And then Johnny said, I've never seen a king or beast with quite so little hair. Oh, God, this is horrendous, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so what happened last night, Johnny? We, we just went round Tom's for tea. Went round Tom's for tea. We went round Tom's for tea, didn't we? And had a little shared, chat, a, few, shared a few discussions, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Few ideas for um, next year. Yeah, now, all we'll say now, at this point is watch this space. Now, in front of all the podcast audience, because I know you like to stitch me up, out of 10, what would you give the food? So, before any, before, because the picture was supposed to be before the sliders went onto the plates. <laughs> Yeah. But I appreciate it looks like I either have really big plates or really little burgers. Um but yeah, we had sliders, didn't we? And then some uh, yes. pork and pork and stuffing baps. Yes. I'll give you an eleven out of ten. Absolutely beautiful. You're all nicer than me. I'm giving you a seven. Ooh. And you lose you lose three marks for a shop brought dessert. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry, mate, yeah. with the with the making pork for three hours and the and the burgers that were an hour, I just I, I couldn't make a cheesecake as well. If you're on come down with me, mate, you, you wouldn't be whacking out a shop shop brought a dessert, would you say? Yeah, I probably would. <laughs> just put it on a plate first so it looked like you made it. 
You can see more cottage. You just brought it out in the box and whacked it on the table. No, do you know what I was? I couldn't work out how you got the plastic thing off around the outside, so I thought, I forgive him better, and then if he drops it on my sofa, then he's going to have pay for a new one. <laughs> yeah. But no, very nice. Really enjoyed it. Watch this space, everyone. Plans for next year have started. We'll give more details as and when we can, but at this point we can't, so we won't. Um, in the meantime, next week end, I'll be in Benidorm running the half marathon. I have been down the Vale shop today and brought the blue shorts and blue socks. As Simcox said, he'd only sponsor me 50 quid if I ran it as a full kit one kit. So the full kit is now purchased and I will be running it as a full kit one kit. At which point Johnny and Simcox will be adding 50 quid each to the total. Which will get us to 700 quid for the Rudd statue. Where so, can you be sponsored, Bez? I can be sponsored. We'll share it on Twitter and Facebook. On Saturday, after I've been for me last longer run, I'll be doing eight-ish miles Saturday morning. But it's, it's been shared on Facebook and Twitter already. So if you go to the Ale and Vale site there, get yourselves over there. Give us a sponsor. I'd love make a £1,000 for the Rudge statue, which would take the podcast fundraising for it to nearly 6000 which amazing. I think over the moon. So, yeah, look forward to that. And also on Sunday, the 3rd of December, so the day after Stevenage, because I won't be on the podcast before then, um, we're having a Domino's Day in Johnny's Bar. We've got the upstairs room just for us to go and play Domino. So if anyone wants to come along, we'll be there at about two-ish. Normally goes on to about six-ish. We've got a tally up there. So we've got the Sky Sports on while we're playing. Feel free, drop down, join us. There'll be a few of us up there having a game with Domino's. Johnny's Bar, St. John's Square, Burslem. And if you're in Burslem before then, get in, have a pint, tell him Bez has sent you and have a nice warm in front of his fire. And any more sponsorship, go over to Tom's Mo Hemby. Look yes. at that little Please, bit of if you can. On his I am, I'm over 100 quid now. Um, my target is 450. And I know a lot of people don't like to sponsor until they see the absolute state that it's going to be. We are now over the top lip and we are starting to creep down the side. Um, so hopefully by the Shrewsbury game, it should be a right bastard of a tash. Um, but yeah, if I can get to 450, that takes me to 1500 quid in three years, I think. Um, so that'd be great. It's all for men's men's health. Um, and every donation is very much appreciated. It's all over my Twitter and my Facebook and I also think the podcast have shared it. So we have. If you could, if you could donate, then please do. It's very much appreciated. Yeah, and I had a call off Tom Salik earlier. He's not worried about his job. Um, you don't know who Tom Salik is. No. <laughs> you should really. Yeah, you should. Who is he? He's been in loads, anti. Was it was it four weddings and a funeral? Was he in three men and a baby? Uh, three, yeah, that was it. Was, was it Richard and friends as well? Richard and friends, yeah. Monica's mm, Richard and friends. Not really asked for friends. What? Stop for me. Well, if anyone wants funny. any information on the Domino's, you can get an absolute battering of friends fans tonight. Now, yeah, Uchi fans and friends fans. <laughs> yeah. Fuck me, if they like Uchi and friends, I am in trouble. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, if you want a bit more information on the Domino's before, then give me a message. Don't message Tom because he won't be there for you. 
Right. Just. I probably just realised I muted myself. I was that angry with that. Yeah. <sighs> there we go. Right. That's us done. Um, Johnny will try get a podcast in. You will before Shrewsbury. Yeah. Well, well, well the the preview will be in um, probably Thursday. Um, just working on a few bits and bobs in between now and then. Um, yeah. But yeah, we've got. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get we'll definitely get the Shrewsbury preview out. Um, yeah. And then, like I say, the video review of of them three monstrosities. Yeah. That'll be one put above the fireplace to keep the kids away. Yeah. So yeah, Johnny and others will be back on Thursday to preview Shrewsbury. Enjoy your weekends off if you can, because I know weekends without the veil is kind of pretty boring and what is there to do, but find something to but yeah, enjoy your weekends, have an ale and up the veil. So it's full time from the pod and we've just lost again and now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking to who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was, cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah, there we go. So order McDelivery on, on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale. And up the veil. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.